Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social. And today, the town players are back in pre-season and we've got some sexy stuff. A new signing, the third summer signing. Greg Lee is in the building, a left back from Morecambe on a free transfer, signing a two-year deal. And that is perfect timing, just before we came on to record. Um, so it's always good to have extra things to talk about. Um, of course, the new kits are out, um, so we're going to get some more reaction on that. And of course, Town are back in pre-season. They've got a pre-season game against Needham Market this weekend, which is just weird. We're going to be still in June. We've got a pre-season game, but we're going to get right into that. We've got mailbag questions and the strike. So stay tuned for all the great content. I'm joined by Davidson in Tom James. Good old James. Another James. And good old Bloomers to discuss all things town. I'll go over to good old Tom James first. Making his debut. How you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show. And introduce yourself as you would. Cool. Hi, Ross. Hi, lads. Uh, good to be on. Cheers for having me. Um, yeah, excited to be here. Got a new sign-in. So, yeah, let's crack, in, crack on and talk about him, I guess. Indeed. Yeah, we're going to get right into depth with Greg Lee and get the lads' thoughts on that. And uh, James, over to you. Sexy stuff to make your return on the podcast. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, doing all well. Thank you, Ross. I think um, I think I've enjoyed my break away from football a little bit, but now kind of getting raring to go as, uh, again. Like I know um, football doesn't seem to have finished like England were playing a couple like last week or a couple of weeks ago, but it feels like Ipswich have been off for ages now because. Obviously, no playoffs for us. So, really looking forward to getting back into all things Ipswich again. Yeah, April 30th, the last game of the season, of course, against Charlton. A 4-0 win. It does feel a long while away ago. But, as I said, we're in, we're at Needham on Saturday for the preseason And Bloomers, Yeah, welcome back to the show, my friends. We've got a lot of things to talk about. But how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Ross. <clears throat> it's good to speak to you again. I think this is the first time I've, I've done anything... Uh, on the show for for the postseason, so good to be back. And yeah, it will be then if it was April the thirtieth, our last game, exactly two months until we uh, kick off on July the thirtieth. And next Saturday will be almost in between, exactly with one month. So yeah, the uh, the countdown to the new season's well and truly on. Yes, I'm excited. And I forgot to add in the intro, the fixtures are out this week, so we're going to find out where we're going to be going home and away. And all that sort of stuff. Of course, the Papa John's Trophy. Uh, we've got Northampton and Cambridge in our group. And I think the draw for the under-21s team will be later this week as well. But I'm pleased that we've got Northampton and Cambridge, not Gillingham. We always get Gillingham. And that is just boring. We always get Colchester. Right? We always get Colchester, and Colchester as well. As well. Oh. It makes a nice makes a nice change, I must say, to have uh, two different teams in the Papa John's. Uh, obviously, Cambridge, we play in the league. But to just go to some different teams or play some different teams rather than... Uh, Ipswich second eleven in the form of Colchester every season is quite nice, yeah. and hopefully it's our year. Hopefully we'll get a trip to Wembley. You know, obviously we want to win the league one title, not go to. If we have to go to Wembley playoffs, well, we'll see. But I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. Getting ahead of myself. Let's stop talking about that. Let's talk about our new signing, the third summer signing. Freddie Alapdepo came in, dominant ball, then was second, and now the third man is Greg Lee. Tom, over to you, my friends. Um, it got broke this morning from good old Stuart Watson that Greg was going to be close to signing for town. It's been confirmed, a two-year deal. Your thoughts on it, my friend? Yeah, really happy looking at it. Um, I think like most town fans, probably never heard of the guy until this morning, maybe midday or so. But yeah, it's got good pedigree about him. I think if you've seen his interview just about half an hour ago, I think he's got a fair bit about him. I think he's good character. I think he'll fit in with our group. And yeah, I'm really excited by it. And I wasn't expecting that probably seven hours ago. So yeah, good signing for us, I think. I think so too. And uh, James, is another free transfer um, signing from Morecambe. And some town fans may be a bit underwhelmed. Like, oh, he's signing from Morecambe. You know, they were struggling um, last season. But there was a first season in League One. I mean, he played against us twice. I can't really remember him playing well against us, I can't really remember, but of course Morecambe, they, they got two draws against us, so they, they got they took those points off us. But um, what's your thoughts on Greg Lee signing for the Blues? Well, it's clearly a position we need to strengthen, and that is something we said pre-season. Uh, that left side is is somewhere we wanted to target. Um, this pre-season lark is all a bit of guesswork at the moment. We need to see the lad, see the lad train, see the lad play in pre-season, see what he see what he's like you got to kind of trust the people that are paid to do the jobs in the club that um they're getting the people with the right pedigree 
whether that be statistics on paper or videos that they've watched of him. Um, so any fan saying, oh, yeah, I'm a little bit underwhelmed with it. Well, just oh, you've got to give people... You gotta give people a chance. It's uh it's laughable to say that, you know, just because he's not from the championship that he won't be any good, just because he's a free signing, he won't be any good. Like that's that's complete rubbish in all honesty. Um Wes Burns came from a League One side, I think, or come came from a competitor and he was our best player last season. So just give give all the lads, whether they played last season or not, whether they came through the youth academy or not, whether they have signed on free transfers or whether they've been here five years, give everybody a clean slate again. See who trains well. And, you know, we might have <clears throat> got all, all got to pull in the same direction, basically. The management have clearly seen this guy, picked him out and thought, yep, yeah, he'll do for us. Or he's good. He's good enough to add something different to the squad. Whether that be that he'll be a starter or whether that means he'll be in the rotation of the squad, nobody knows yet, I don't think. But clearly, that's somebody they've targeted and thought, yeah, that's the standard that we need and that's the standard that we want. So let's uh, let's just give everybody a chance. Let's give him a chance and uh, let's see what he can do. And uh, Bloomers, last time we signed a player, of course, the the famous, infamous, um, infamous uh, Claxon noise that I brought. Yeah, and um, yeah, the Claxon has gone out today. Um, Greg Lee, your thoughts on it? I mean, it is a position we need to strengthen in left-sided, um, but it is understood that Kieran McKenna is going to strengthen further in that position as well. Greg Lee is not going to be the, the answer at left-back just for now. There's going to be hopefully another player there as well. What's your thoughts overall on this one? Well, it's up to him to prove that he is the answer at left uh, left back. Um, yeah, I, I can see the usual reactionary stuff from from some of our supporters on the social media channels, and to a certain extent, you know, you see someone's been released from Morecambe, and and we've signed him, and it doesn't set the pulses running, or, or quite the opposite. But then you delve a bit deeper, and it's a bit of an unusual run, really, because <clears throat> Morecambe signed him on a one year deal at the start of last season and from what I can gather it's not a case of Morecambe letting him go because I don't think he's good enough it's a case of Lee you know exercising his right to to move on once the season's ended because he thinks he can do better get a better deal or, or sign for a, a bigger club elsewhere and, and we're the ones that are taking him up and and look just because um he he came from Morecambe you then look a bit further back in his history he played 86 times in League One for Berry um, five, six years ago uh, across two seasons. So he's got clearly previous League One experience. He then went off from Berry to um, the Eredivisie with NAC Breeder and, and played 16 times in their Premier Division. Went to Aberdeen on loan and then signed from permanently. Didn't make too many appearances, but from what I can gather, he was he was injured for quite a bit of that. But then, yeah, he's, he's come and made 36 appearances last season. So he's clearly got you know, now to play at this level. And, you know, just because someone has been signed from an equivalent division doesn't mean that they're, a, you know, an average player or even a bad player. Like, uh, Sheffield United signed John Fleck after four years in League One with Cobb. He then become a regular Premier League player when they went up through the divisions. And his level of play increased exponentially. I know that's just one very quick drop in the ocean with hundreds of transfers, that have happened over the last few years, but it just goes to show like there is value to be had amongst your, not colleagues, what's the word? The teams you're fighting against in League One. Yeah, James, go on. What's the word? Uh, like your, your competitors, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah I, I, I was just going to say that. Yeah. This is our third year in League One, um, I think. Is it third league? Fourth, Fourth year in League One. We're all playing up here, just in case. Fourth year. This will be our... Our fourth season in League One, we need to realise where we are as a club. Yes, we might have a lot of money, but if you get somebody with League One experience, with, by the sound of it, Bloomers, a good amount of League One experience, then don't sniff at that. That's that's what we need. We I need people that are going to be be good in League One. So, like, yeah, I didn't even... Like, that's where we are. Yeah, I didn't even mention the fact that he, he was at Manchester City, his, his first club where he came through in 14-15. He spent a season in League One again with Crew Alexandrians. Played played thirty eight times in League One that season. So you add eighty six to thirty eight, and you get one hundred and twenty four. So you know, and that, and then one hundred twenty four plus thirty six for 
for Morecambe is 160. People who yeah. are listening, and I've got that wrong, will be shouting at their radios right now. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Well, there you go then. 160 appearances in League One, and he's only 27. So this is clearly uh, a signing that's been done not with any kind of panic. Obviously, we're sort of a month away from from uh, the start of the season. And if, if McKenna still wants to improve on the left side, this is very much a, right, you are a squad player. <laughs> like the old football manager uh, levelling system. He's been set at squad player right now. He, uh, it's up to him to find out whether he, he's going to progress to to first teamer or important player. Yeah, I think you touched on... I think, sorry, yeah, I think you just touched on a really important point at the start there as well, Bloom, is that he left Morecambe. It wasn't the case of like Morecambe letting him in go, which a lot of fans probably have jumped on. Like, well, why have we signed a cast off? But he's an ambitious guy. And he, like you say, he's gone to Scotland. He's gone abroad. He's just, he's plays for Jamaica now. So he's been around and he's trying different things and he's trying to take himself out of his comfort zone. And I think as we saw from his interview, we could probably say he's quite sure of himself. I think, like we said, he could be a good character. And I think those attributes of wanting to progress and do better it's only good for us and we're in league one so this is where we are it's a good player in the league that we're in and if he goes beyond that great he'll do it with us but we'll wait and see won't we we shall and a good thing as well good age 27 years of age that's what i like good good age and also bloomers also, you've ruined you've, you've ruined a strike question the strike question what i've got a question on greg Lee was which <laughs> dutch club was he from so i've got to scrap uh, that now and i'll let james continue what he wanted to say while i find another question I was just going to say, uh, once again, bringing it back to footballers are humans. Um, he signed a one-year deal at Morecambe. I'm, I'm don't want to, I don't want to slag off any people from Morecambe, but you know, it's a long way away from a lot of places, so maybe you don't want to live there. And similarly, you could probably earn a better wage than you do at Morecambe. And uh, I, I don't doubt that Ipswich are going to be one of the higher payers in League One. So if you are a good player at your club for that season. You're probably looking at a club, one of the bigger clubs in League One, to move up to. So, from a personal point of view, he's probably this a good move for him as well as a good move for us. Indeed, he's, I think he's a Manchester boy, but um, you know, he, he was happy to go to Holland, you know, and play in Holland. So, um, I'm sure he's going to settle here really well. And everyone loves Suffolk, don't they? When they come to Suffolk. They love living here, and I'm sure he's never going to leave. There we go. Um, so Greg Lee is the third man in the door. Any other notes? Any more business on Greg before we move on to our next feature, guys? I just I wish he was a bit of a well. I hope he's going to score at some point because Ross, you can get the the deadly Greg Lee headline. Yeah, like get it. that in your get that in your back pocket. I mean, make sure uh, no one steals that. You can have that one for free. There we go. Made a note. I'll um, go back to this episode to just just remember it as well. Um, so there we go. Um, head. When, we'll... when he scores a ha- when he scores a hat trick of headers, it's going to be head three, Greg Lee. So there we go. <laughs> Swiftly move on. Um, let's talk about the kits, then, boys. Um, the kits got released last week. Um, everyone's covered it. Everyone's talking about it. But you guys haven't had a chance to chat to a, about it on this podcast. So take it away, then, Tom. Um, the home and away kit, Umbra, of course, is the new supplier. Ed Sheeran's there again, once again. Now, what's your thoughts on both kits? They look beautiful, don't they? I absolutely love them. And they've done absolute masterstroke. I think from the start of the week, teasing like the kit coming in up to launching it an hour early than they said they would. I think they've done a great job. They've kept the whole fan base on strings, if that's what you want to say. But they've kept us interested and engaged and they've delivered like a proper kit. And that looks like a promotion winning kit to me. And... Even the away kit, like the the stripes are designed, the thicker stripes going into the thinner stripes near the badge and just all the finer details, which I think is symbolic of our new ownership and the club. It's the finer details that probably matter, things that we care about as well. So, yeah, they look great. And like you said, it looks great when you see players in them as well. So I I can't wait to see it in person. And I think it it was going to be the next kit that I buy, obviously, but it'll be the first kit I've bought since 2009, like a fresh kit. So I buy all like the older ones from way back when, but like actually going into Planet Blue and actually buying a kit, this will be the first one in 13 years. So I can't wait. Fair play. Yeah, it's definitely a great he, kit. He, to says, do that. he says, he says, he says wearing the Achiran kit. I got this as a present, so I hadn't bought it. <laughs> Me actually like yeah. James, um 
I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, but um, what's your thoughts on just all the build-up for it? You know, some, some people think, oh, why don't they just put it out and just do it randomly, just put it out instead of this massive build-up. But do, are you a fan of the build-up and just waiting for the expense of the new kit or would you just rather than just go, here we go, here's the kit? I think it's uh, it's classic marketing techniques, isn't it? Um, you see it in lots of different industries where you're trying to create a buzz over something. If they just put the kit out with little notice at all, then yeah, you'd have the reaction, but you kind of wouldn't have, as Tom said, the uh, the fan base on strings for a little bit. You need you need to build up that anticipation, almost like it's a uh, a scarce resource because oh yeah, it's uh, you've got to get really excited. We you're not going to have it yet. You don't have it yet, and then the build up kind of increases the anticipation, and then maybe subconsciously people actually like the kit more than they would have otherwise because of all the marketing style build up um that being said i do like the kits myself i really like i think they i think they're the home kit is a quite a fashionable kit as in like it's quite in vogue at the moment the um you know the retro look and it looks really good on the players i'm not sure how good it will look on all the guys down at portman road because <laughs> so, you know yeah like young 20 year olds you know ipswich players that are very trim and fit it looks quite good on them not not sure if it'll look the same down on at everybody in the north stand lower at portman road but uh well time will tell and we will see uh i'm not sure i'm not sure if i'll be able to pull off the uh the suave look that uh the players pull off but we'll, we'll see once i get my kit i pre-ordered it myself and i did i did like it so and yeah i actually quite liked all the marketing guff because you know creates a buzz and that's it's part of the fun of the pre-season you don't have much else to talk about do you like otherwise it's just talking about some crappy transfer rumors which are complete bs so actually talking about a kit which you at least know is going to get released is quite nice for a change on a, uh, on, a on a financial point of view as well a slightly serious financial point of view it actually allows people to get their ducks in a row as well when they know when the kit's coming out they can try and save up for it like not all of us can splash 54 quid on a kit straight away um I, again, I'll quickly put my hands up. I haven't actually pre-ordered either of them yet. So I don't know if you can pay later or you have to pay straight away or not. James, if you pre-ordered, you can probably tell me. Yeah, you got to pay up front, basically. So There you go. So so by by, by teasing it, again, if you, you, you could, I know they didn't actually say what date it was coming out, but by teasing it a couple of weeks in advance, you just give that option. Um, I think they're both belters. I, I think they're really, really good. What a lot of people were... Not well. Some people were upset about it, but what people like is the fact that they're bespoke to us. I believe. Don't quote me on this. I'm not a uh, a kit buff like some of our Kings of Anglia friends, but I believe that it's not a stock pattern that other kit uh, other clubs will be using. So again, if I'm wrong, apologies. So that's no, you're really right. Nice. You're right, Blivers. You're right. Okay, good, good. So yeah, that's that's really nice. I also like the fact that they kept it. That the promo video um local with the fact that they use fabio wardley the the suffolk uh heavyweight boxer who hopefully one day will be fighting at the stadium we can only wait and see and hope but yeah they are they are as james says f- fashionable if you like as fashionable as a kit can be i i have my own personal opinions about when and when and when not kits should be worn but that's that's my own one um, there may well be a couple of deck chair looking blokes in the North Stand Low of their 4XLs, but God bless them because they're putting money into the club, so it's all good. But yeah, uh, also that's not fat shaming because uh, in 20 years' time, I'll be 4XL as well. Yeah, they're really nice, and and I think I prefer the away to the home, especially because my OCD is loving the fact that if you look at the stripes, the badge is correctly positioned so that it's not like halfway over one of the stripes. I noticed that so- like straight away. Um, I'm wondering this, is it going to be still correctly positioned on all the different sizes? Are they going to make sure that it is correct? <laughs> that is going to be the number one. If they get that right, then yeah, they're, they've got a winner because I know with, uh, I think it was with this kit actually, people were complaining that the, the black pinstripe was not through the centre of the badge on oh, some yeah. kits. Oh, you know, so con- some sizes. Controversial, slightly controversial opinion. I'm delighted we've got rid of the three stars above the badge. Um, I'm not a fan of it. Never have been. I, I, they're on the back, so again, they're represented. 
I think the, the badge looks better without them. I understand why they're there. Obviously, I understand why they're there. Personal preference is that, I don't know, in the position we're in, and you want to be looking to the future, it's a good way of sort of getting that weight off the past by getting rid of them. I hope that makes sense to people. But again, no, no that's sort of no disrespect blue, to that brings out they've all been, they've all been well yeah. earned, but yeah. I think it's a perfect way to have another debate then, boys. Um, yes, as Blue has said there, now at the back of the shirt. Um, what's your thoughts on it being removed from that bit of the front, you know, at the front? And I hear though, in the Premier League, we can't actually have it in the Premier League. So if we do get to the Premier League in the future, the stars will be gone anyway, but they're now at the back. So uh, Tom, James, take away your thoughts on that. Yeah, um, I'm happy that, I'm not happy they've gone, but I think they suit being on the back of the collar better. It's almost like symbolic. You're saying we're not forgotten about it, but it's behind us and we need to look forward. So it's, that's kind of how it feels on the top. It's just like, we're going to appreciate what we've done. Mark Ashton quote. Yeah, well, <laughs> the annoying thing is I work in PR, so I quite like what Ashton does and how we've done a lot of the stuff recently. So I'm like, yeah, he's doing a good job, actually. But yeah, that's that's how I saw it immediately. And I was like, oh, God, I sound like a right to it, but. Yeah, I think it suits it where it is. And I think it's just another detail to the kit as well, which is slightly different. Obviously, we've got our partner charity at the bottom as well. So, yeah, I think reworking it a little bit, it's new time for us, new ownership, and just try and really drive that forward. Because I think the kit was designed a year ago, wasn't it, according to the commercial team and Ashton and all that. So it's kind of been planned that this is now the future at this point. So, yeah. We're not saying new era, though, are we, boys? We're not saying new era. We've done that already. We've done that many times. Um, Had a few of them. Yeah, yeah, through yeah. those. But James, yeah, your thoughts on it, mate? Um, doesn't bother me either way, to be honest. Uh, we need to win. We need to win more football matches than we did last season, didn't we? So, uh, I like that they're still represented. I don't mind them on the badge. Don't mind them on the back. I don't like the running towards adversity quote inside. I was about to get on that. I have a real like that makes me sick in my mouth a little bit. I just don't like it at all. I think it's a bit rubbish. It's just a little bit like Mark Ashton keeps saying it's just it's all not just words, but just sounds like words to me. Like yeah, I kind of get the tenuous link between the 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 fire brigade and the where the money comes from, but you know we're like we're a football club. We need to win football matches. It just doesn't really make sense to me. I don't really like it. I totally, totally agree. And I was, yeah, I was gonna gonna quickly say that before we moved on. It, it smacks of Ashton being like, right, let's get a phrase on the back. I, I want a nice, a nice, quick phrase to get on the back. I mean, if it was a phrase, something like I don't know, even if it was like seeing the blues, I could kind of understand it. I, even though that wouldn't really make much sense, but well, it, I think the, um, more, the... it would make more sense than running towards adversity. Yeah. Yeah, right. I think what what show was it? The you know the anniversary shirt, UEFA Cup. I think inside was the perfect jigsaw. I think um, Boy Robson had inside the perfect jigsaw. Yeah. So that's again, what that's a, yeah, that's a quote that that's a quote that he said about the Ipswich team. So again, makes like complete sense. In fact, actually, the shirts in there. So I'm gonna have a look in a minute. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I know clubs have mottos. Like a lot of them have sort of some dodgyish uh, Latin mottos. Um, Everton's is a bit naff in it. Like nothing but the best is good. Nothing but the best is good enough. Dot dot dot. Unless we finish seventeenth and then we'll pitch in both. But um, yeah, like also Blackburn's is a bit naff as well. So we don't actually have one. So don't bother trying to create one in twenty twenty two. If we would if we'd have had one, we'd have had one. But we don't. There's no need to try and shoehorn in a a new. I can understand a new era a little bit because it was a new era. But like, don't try and shoehorn in a phrase. We're happy with our nickname because it's unique. We've got a couple of unique club songs. Don't try and force anything because especially with our fan base and how much time it takes to adapt to new songs and chants and stuff, it's not going to be a goer. So, so don't try. You're just sort of opening yourself up to, to slight ridicule. Although I do think a lot of town fans do like the catchphrase, definitely in the summer when Mark Asher first said it. But um, everyone's got their point of view. Uh, Tom, are you going to jump in and actually defend it or are you sort of with the boys? No, nah, I'm not defending it, no. Um, it's just that I get what he's doing and what he means by it, but adversity is what we've had for the past 15 years under Evans's ownership. So 
I don't want to be running towards that anymore. It's pretty much how I feel about it. So, yeah, um, it's not for me. I get why it's there, and I get that he wants players to pull up the shirt in the dressing room and just be like, oh, yeah, this is great, but I, not, I don't see it. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. And I know, I know, there's, I know, good old Bonner who will probably be listening. I know he loves that phrase. Um, but <laughs> we, as you say, James, we need to win football matches and mottos, phrases, all that sort of stuff goes out the window. We just need three points at the end of the day after four ninety minutes. Can I just say? Can I just mention that the the training kit also got released today? Are we going to talk about that, or can I talk about it now? Go ahead. Uh, I, I saw the training kit. I saw the short sleeve version. Where it was like the top half was a nice like aqua blue and and darker blue, and then the bottom just was royal blue. Didn't really like that one. And then later on in the picture, I saw a long sleeve version. I think Chaplin was wearing the long sleeve version when they were playing table um, table tennis football, and uh, that had the pattern all on the main bit of the shirt. And I like that a lot better. So yeah, I quite like the the mix of colours that they've used, but only the long sleeve version. That's the That's thing, these training kits as well. You know, there's more money you've got to spend because you, when you see, you go, oh, I've got to buy one, and I? That looks good. I've got to buy them. You know, what's your thoughts on it, lads, Tom? Yeah, the training kits look better than some of the Adidas kits we've had in the past, I think. So, and I mean, like, first team kits, not their training kits. So, yeah, yeah I think they're really sharp, really smart. Um, yeah, I ain't got much bad to say about it. And, like, all the Umbro kit that comes with it as well. Like, I've seen McKenna's knocking about in some umbro trainers and that and they actually look quite smart as well so it's proper on brand isn't he but yeah i, th- I think we're going to get a lot of sales this pre-season so yeah it's only good for us isn't it it is and uh, yeah mckenna's gone the full umbro he's wearing everything um and i think he probably likes that i think he's one of those sort of managers he wants everything set out you know all i want to be everything i don't want to be wet like you see all the players have got nike trainers or they've got adidas trainers or whatever but McKenna's gone on the road. Um, Bloomer, do you want to add any more to your training kit or should we move on to the... Some, yeah, yeah, it looks okay. nice. If you want if you want to buy it, buy it. It's a training kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, my, that's my two cents. It's fine. It's fine, Bloomer. It's fine. Um, okay, then. It's time for a little break. Um, I have found another question um, after Bloomer's ruined one of the questions. Um, but we are with the strike. Of course, we've got four questions plus a tiebreaker if needed. So we'll, we'll, we'll use it anyway. Someone's going to gamble. They've got to gamble. Um, I am just going to quickly just write the final questions and the questions will pop up. Um, but James, Bloomers, Tom, it is time to battle. Um, let me just type this quickly. Okay. Of course, we've got two questions on Greg Lee. We've got a question on someone's birthday this week and also got a question on a former player. Um, we'll get into it. We'll get into it anyway. We'll get into it anyway. So the first question is on Greg Lee and... Um, my standard question, or everyone wants to know, don't they? They want to know his middle name, don't they? So what was his middle name? What is his middle name? Um, is it Alex, Brian, or Curtis? Of course, listeners, play at home, of course, um, and find out, without Googling, what is Greg Lee's middle name? Alex, Brian, or Curtis? Can I just say that on the Strike Invitational, two years in a row, I've gone out in first round. So my record on the Strike is... Diabolical, let's put join it that way. Join, so. join the club, sweet. Yeah, I got, I got, I got being my son, he's not even English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love you, Welsh old. listeners who are listening. <laughs> yeah, good old Welsh Mark. Yeah, he, uh, he, he did really well against Bloomers. Okay, then, boys, are you ready? Yeah, take it away. Yeah, I went for, I went for Brian. We all got something different. Yes, yeah, we have. Yeah. That all that makes it very thingy. And now, depends if this man has Googled this already beforehand. But um, Tom, you are correct. It is Alex. Um, was that just a guess, or did you do the Wikipedia? That's what I had to do. No, I mean I researched the guy when I was trying to find out who he is, but I didn't look at his middle name. No, 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 no well, not really. Fun no. fact: when we were talking about him earlier, I had his wiki page up here, but I didn't oh. see his middle name. Oh. <laughs> Well, if people do for future strike reference, um, maybe looking up middle names is a good thing because, as you know me, I'm very simple with just with questions like that. Just, <laughs> that is an easy question to think of. Um, and the next thought, question is, okay. I thought Brian sounded quite Jamaican. I just thought that could be a Jamaican name. Well, I know it's, it's obviously a British name as well, but I was just thinking which could be the most Jamaican, and I got it horribly wrong. It's fine. Name it's me one Jamaican Brian. 
don't know. Lara, <laughs> who was was he? He was, was, he was from Trinidad. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he says I'm actually, done. actually, hang on, because <laughs> I've made myself a right mug there. If he is Jamaican. Well, um, as we're talking about middle names, before we continue, um, in the green room, we're deciding what is Bloomers his middle name. So his name is Tom Bloomfield, but it's Tom J Bloomfield. When we were rattling out loads of like J's, like Jack, John, uh, Jason, but we still can't think. Um, have you boys had any more thing feelings by it? Can we get another clue, Bloomers? Is there another clue you can give us? How like uh, long it's is a common, it's a common middle name beginning with J? It's not my fault. You've gone through twenty-five. That who, right. who shares it? Give us a uh, give us a famous person that shares the name. Uh, a retired, undefeated boxer. Oh, <laughs> he will know this one. He will know this one. All the boxing fans out there. All right, second clue. I was just ragging on the. Oh, the, Joshua. The... No. Oh, I know he's still fighting. Isn't he? Undefeated. I was oh, he's not undefeated either. Can't be <laughs> Sorry. I was ragging on the two Welsh boys earlier. They're shouting at you right, right now because they know who it is. Oh. There you go. There's your second clue. It's Welsh, is it? Oh, it's not Jacob. No. We said Jacob earlier. All right, yeah. come back to it later in the show. Right, we'll come back. Yeah, we'll come back later. Question two um, is. Um, Basically, and it's an open question, uh, so there's no options. You just got to guess. Um, Greg Lee was born in which month? <laughs> because it was going to be which um, Dutch side did he play for? But because uh, Bloomer's ruined it again, um, I've had to do just his birthday. So um, as Bloomer said, he had his Wikipedia up earlier. Can you remember? Yeah, I didn't look at it. It's fine. <laughs> it's, the, it's the it's the 30th. Just as another clue there, 30th of what? 19. Oh, not not February then, is it? <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely not. I think I'll go last because I think I know what it is. Don't worry. Okay. We go. I, then. I'm confident. I'm confident in eliminating five months. <laughs> yeah. If you're good at right. maths, but if you're good at maths, you know that he's 27. You can eliminate five months straight away. Oh, yeah. I just I wrote my answer beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, because. Yeah, because there's a few with 31st, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no that's it's all right. Because <laughs> no? you said is because you said when he was born and his age. Well, if he'd have, if oh, he, yeah, if he'd, have, if he'd have turned 20, yeah, he wouldn't have turned 27 if he'd have had his birthday already this year. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Carry on. I think. November for Ooh. James. September, November, and October. Correct answer is September. Tom is right. He makes it oh. 2 0. Going into question three. And question three is a um, multiple choice again. And it's now not on Greg Lee. Greg Lee, welcome to the club. All that jazz. Look forward to seeing you in a towel shirt. Um, by the way, it looks really nice in a towel shirt, both home and away. Looks really good. Um, question three is on a former player who's going to be celebrating their birthday this week. And it's a goalkeeper. He made six appearances. And that is Azmir Begovic. And during his loan spell at town, what was his shirt number? Was it 23, 27 or 32? Bit of a tester one here, boys. With the guess. Six games in 2008-09 season. So, <laughs> test your knowledge there, boys. Azmir Begovic. He was a good what keeper. Song do you reckon, what, what song do you reckon Greg Lee would sing in the initiation? Oh, my God. I don't know, but we need to do a Jolene chant. I've just, just, I've just thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, oh, wait, Greg, Lee, Greg, Lee, Greg Lee, Greg Lee. Good shout. It's a good shout. Good shout. I don't know the second line, but if anyone from Blue Action is listening, there's, there your, summer, yeah, there's your summer homework. Yeah. We want to hear it. First home game of the season. Or away game. Doesn't matter. Pre season game. We'll see. Gonna get promoted with the town. There you go. There we go. Yeah, it works. Good. Works. Works. Anyways, back to Asmir Begovic. It's just poetry. Right, anyone who's anyone who's yeah, right. When's when's the Needham game? I know he won't be playing. This, but this, this Saturday. This Saturday. Yes. He might be playing. Who knows? He might get. He might get run out. I'm sure we get. You know, 
paraded around the pitch. You know, he's our new signing. He's our third signing of the summer and all that, Jules. We'll see. Um, right then, boys. Asma Bergovic, what was his shirt number during his loan spell? Of course, he got recalled. So, there. Uh, 27? 27. 27? Uh, 32. 32. Um, it is 27. Yes. It is 27. So, James gets a point. And Tom... As one, pretty much. He's one three one zero. But um we'll, we'll continue. We've got another question. Um now, question four is on Kevin Horlock. Um he's he play, he's, he's a manager of Needham Market. Um so I thought it's a nice little segue. I had to find a question for strike this week. I, I it's really hard. There's not many other birthdays this 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 month or this week um to cover on the fan social. So I had to try to think. Yeah, Bloomers, your birthday. Mine. Mine. When is it? Thursday. Well, the day the out. Oh, <laughs> nice day for you then. You can find out. Um, anyway, we'll, Kevin Horlock. We'll go to Cambridge away. That's obviously the first one to look for. Yes, definitely. Um, now, Kevin Horlock joined town from which club in 2004? Was it Man City, Swansea, or West Ham? Trick question. Ooh. He played for all these you three put, clubs you, at one point. You haven't, put, you haven't put Swansea down on the question, though. Did I say Swansea? Swindon. <laughs> Why did I say Swansea? <laughs> the answer <laughs> was Swansea. I've uh, bugged myself there Um, but no Man City Swindon or West Ham for the listeners at home Um, I don't know why I said Swansea Swansea's nowhere on my screen I don't know why I said Swansea okay I've got no idea let's have a guess West Ham for me West Ham City City for me well Tom has had an absolute clean squeak He's got it right. It's West Ham. Wow. There we go. Very well. We did, war- we did warn you we were crap. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we do have a tiebreaker, and it depends if Tom wants yeah. to gamble. He, he does. He, he does. I mean, yeah, why not? Okay, then. Now, this is going to test all your knowledge. Um, but of course, Tom, the boys have to get it bang on to win. So it's going to be tricky if they can get it bang on. And um, this man celebrates his birthday this week and he played for town. Let me just get it up quickly when none of us was alive. Um, but he is going to be celebrating his. Oh, he's actually his birthday today, actually. He's 74th birthday. And that is Colin Viljohn. Uh, played for Happy the town in 1966 to 78. Um, how many goals did he score for town in 368 games? Fun fact. He scored a hat-trick on his town debut. So, there's three goals for you. So, um, you, I think he was a midfielder slash winger slash forward slash played different positions. South African, of course. Um, won two caps for England. Another fun fact for you. But, um, Tom, you can still play over as well. You can still play. Um, but, James, Bloomers, you need to get bang on to take the crown this week for the strike. Uh, let me just quickly get up the answer because I haven't got the answer with me right now. It's not on the question, is it? Oh, phew. I thought it was on the question, but I thought I put it on the question. I've done that before, and I've ruined the whole episode because of that. Okay, then. Let me just get the answer. Um, we'll start with you, Tom, just to start off. What, what are you going for? 72. 72. Okay, perfect. boys. I went for 39 goals. There we go. 42. 42. Oof. No. No, no one's got a bang on. Um, so, yeah, Tom wins. Uh, it's 54. So, Lubis, you're, you're close. You're close, but um, not close enough. So, there we go, then. The strike is done for another week. Tom is the victor. Speak to my friend. How does it feel to win your strike on your debut? I just want to thank my family, to be honest, um, for this moment. Um, yeah, enjoyed that. I knew one of them. I guess all the others. So, yeah, great. Cheers, everyone. There until we go. next time. Until next time, indeed. Until you're, you're, you want to, of course, continue that crown. Every time you come on the podcast, you want to defend it with a lot. Um, okay, then, boys. The fixtures are out this week. Um, that is exciting. But we have got a mailbag to bring you. Uh, normally, this is on the main pod. But um, Hutchie is away. Heathy's away. It's actually Heathy's birthday today, actually, the June 20th. So happy birthday to the Heathmeister, the gaffer. Um, hope he's having a good birthday. I think he will be listening. So... Hello, how you doing, my friend? Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're having a good week. Happy birthday and all that stuff. Um, So we are going to bring you a special mailbag for the the fan social. We've not done this before. We've got a few questions. So let's get right into it then, boys. Um, We're going to start off. We don't have a jingle. 
Oh, no, the jingle. That's, that's more of Hutchy thing. James, you go for it, James. <laughs> you can do it, James, if you want. You, you want to do it. Yeah. Choose the film. Yeah, sure, sure. Let's go for it. So, uh, I apologise. Apologies to uh, everybody on the main pod for uh, for what's about to come. Mailbag, mailbag. It's Ross, Tom, James, and Bloomers, and we're dipping in the mailbag. Doop, 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 doop. There we go. Well, 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 James. Ooh, Hutchie has to watch his back. He'll have, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. I'll have to see if Hutchie does listen to this and see what he thinks and gives his rating or review. He can get all oh, give you a rating. He does ratings a lot with players and kits and stuff. We'll see how out of 10 you get. Okay, yeah, then. On the, amber, on the amber list. Yeah, and I thought we did all right. I thought we did okay, my friend. Um, okay, then, let's talk about this first question. And it's from good old Brad, Brad Archer, part of the Kings of Anglia posse. Um, and it's a simple one, really. And maybe it's a bit too early to maybe, because the fixture's not out yet. We still haven't had preseason games, but he's gone. Simple one, really. Where will we finish in the table next season? Now, this is early days. We'll do a lot of predictions, a lot of preview episodes of the podcast. But just you're, deep down, what do you reckon then, boys? Whoever wants to go first, shout out. Where do you reckon? Um, of course, there's going to be more signings to be happening and stuff. Fourth losing just... the playoffs. Done. Ooh. Fourth losing <laughs> the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Blue is Tom. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm a bit worried that <clears throat> it seems like loads of League One teams are trying to play it out from the back. Uh, and it's going to end in tears for quite a few teams. And I just hope it's not us. Also, the idea of playing out from the back is grand, but when you go to some absolute quagmires in January, it's not quite the same, is it? So, with that in mind, I'd... right, fifth. So, one place lower than what James said. The, the, it, was, we would, it would suggest looking at our previous playoff experience that it's never quite fun, apart from one season when it was. But uh, I'll sit on the fence and not make a playoff prediction. But, yeah, this year we finally do get in the top six. And if that's enough, We'll have to wait and see. Okay. Tom, maybe two, my friend. Yeah, I'm going to go third. I think it'll be close run thing for second, but I think we'll just about finish third and um, then sure. get to the final. And then I have no clue after that. I mean, I probably I'd don't have a clue now, to be honest. So. I'd be putting all my, well, not all my coins, but if someone's put a gun to my head and said, name me one team that's going up next season, I'd say Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. They're close, aren't they? But. I'm not sure. I feel like aren't they losing players at the minute? I feel like it's a few teams getting ready. I've had a gun to my head, Tom. I've had a well, gun to my head. I've just to my <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And, um, you never choose also... Ipswich, would you? Never, never choose your own club to go up. No, no, no. Um, and this is actually Ben Moore also got in touch about. Um, this is not ITFC related, but thoughts on Darling, Harry Darling joining Swansea, and does it weaken a potential rival? And he also then said about what position. Um, so do do you look out for those sort of signings when someone loses a star player, but then they've signed Jack Tucker from Gillingham, so it sort of re-strengthened it back line. But what do you think of that? You know, Milton Keynes, Scott Twine is a player that they could lose as well. Uh, what's your thoughts on other teams in League One sort of losing players and weakening them? But then some teams have got good recruitment, like MK Dons. They've got a really good recruitment. They replace players pretty sharpish. Um, so what's, what's your thoughts on that, boys? Um, well, one of my best mates is a MK fan and I was at the pub with him on Friday and we were chatting about Darling and Twine and then he leaves the next day so he didn't have a clue it was going to happen so soon. Um, but yeah, he said he's incredible. He was showing me clips on his phone and you remember Wolfie did that amazing run um, like on the right wing last season and was like nearly scored. Like he did one of those and actually scored last season and apparently he's cultured as hell. It'll be a massive loss to them but it sounds like Tucker could be a good replacement but it has weakened them slightly, given what he's done for them so far. So, from our point of view, it's great. So, yeah, we'll have to see what MK do with Twine, because I think that'll be the final nail in their coffin, really. I personally, I'm going to try and choose my words carefully. It's not that I don't care, because I do care. I never want, you know, I never want any team to have good players, but I just feel like, Especially in the third division, it's such a lottery of who has a good season and then doesn't. Like I know Cole, Cole Stockton banged them in last season, for instance. Like, would I be surprised if he got nine goals next season? No. Like, unless you're Alexander Mitrovic in the championship, there's very few things in football that are guaranteed. So, just because he had a great season, and hey, look, he'd probably go on and you know become a great player in the championship. 
maybe the Premier League in the future. Who knows? I'm not too bothered about who does and doesn't go between rival clubs. I care about who we bring in. And again, it's still, you can never tell who's going to be good or not. But then also, um, I care about just us getting our, ourselves right, you know, and, and I feel more calm now in this um, pre-season than I have in probably the last 10, just because of who our manager is and the fact we're doing business early. And we don't need to sign 21 players like we did last summer or whatever it was in the end. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's never as big as what sometimes people make out. But again, he clearly, if your MK fan said he was brilliant last season and he's gutted to lose him, then yeah, you know, great. I just I take everything with a pinch of salt, to be honest. Definitely, James. Should we move on, or you want to jump in? Uh, just just ten seconds on it. Basically, you need a good team and squad to make this league work. Right? We could bring in. We brought in Scott Fraser last year and didn't do the business for us, and he was supposedly a good player. So it it's really about team ethic and hard work, not just individuals in this league. Indeed. There we go. Um, perfect way to segue into our next thing. Um, Alex Osborne has just basically gone, where does Carl Edwards fit next season? Um, he's been part of the training pitchers, um, looking all happy and all that sort of stuff. Last season just wasn't the B, you know. He had an amazing debut, didn't he, against Burton? Scored, he scored an absolute well, um, And just after that, just didn't feature much. Had a few injuries, of course. Um, Tom, what do you reckon? Well, we've touched on it already, but that left side for us, it was vacant all of last season like somebody had to take it and they didn't so there's an opportunity there whether it's wide in the front of a three or if it's left wing back which I think he played at West Brom for a little bit so I think there's some something there defensively that could be good to us and obviously we've just topped up in that area now so that's good but I think he could have a role to play if he has a good preseason. it's him and Harper have got a lot to prove this preseason if they can stay fit and if they can fit into this system that McKenna wants but yeah, I think there's a place for him at the minute. We'll probably see, same with Piggott, towards the end of the window, if they're actually going to be for him. And if not, then they'll be gone. So, yeah, I'm, exci- I'm excited by him. I just I want him to really do well, but we've just got to see it because we've not seen much from him so far. We're just living off what we've heard in the past more than what we've seen on the pitch. So, yeah, we'll find out. And um, Bloomers, I'm going to add an extra question here because we've also got a question from good old Steve, um, who's part of the Kings of Anglo fan social. He's also mentioned Piggott. Um, what will he do next season? So bring in Carl Edwards and Joe Piggott as a, as a two for you. What, what do you reckon? Well, Edwards has two years left on his uh, on his deal, so I feel like these next six months will probably define his his town career. I know that's not cutting edge take, but. I feel like if he if he doesn't really get a look in between now and December, um, would Town look to cut their losses if you like and 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 ship him out in the January transfer window or even just wait until the end of this season coming up and uh, and and see who who are, who's after him? Yeah, absolutely. Um, will he see some preseason game time if he's not going anywhere in this summer's window? I imagine he'll get a couple of games or a couple of appearances in, in one of or two of these five preseason fixtures we've got. But yeah, I mean, he must realise that he might well be down pecking order, especially if we sign a, a direct a player in his direct position, or you know, or one of our existing players comes over the top of him and 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 he push gets pushed down in the pecking order. And it's kind of the same with Piggott, really. I mean, we're crying out for forwards. I know we've signed one so far, um, Freddie Ladapo. You imagine he'll be more favoured to Piggott straight away because he's a new signing and he's been brought in to score goals. Will uh will Piggott get his chance? I'm 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 less certain he's going to get as many chances in the next few months as um, Edwards. Uh, something tells me he'll go back to AFC Wimbledon. Now they've got dropped down a division. He might find that that's where he had his confidence. In theory, it's a easier division. It's the division below. Whether their financial situation allows him to go back, so I imagine he's on a fair whack more than what he was on there he probably would have to take quite a hefty pay cut to join back again but you know sometimes these things happen and uh it happens for the best i mean we've had a former player rejoin us last season in chilena who obviously played for us in the division above so so yeah i i, I feel like there's more opportunity for for one than the other um, but again if, if neither of these are here in six months time will it surprise me absolutely not yeah because yeah it's crazy to think 19 summer signings last summer um 
I mean, one, yeah, and the big thing is talking point is Colin with Joe Pickett. Everyone was excited last summer and they just didn't feature last year. James, what's your thoughts on, on both of those players? I think if we bring another striker in, then Pickett will get little to no chances because of the formation we tended to play last season with one main striker. Um, if Pickett is one of three strikers, which we currently have at the club, then I could imagine he will get a fair fair few more chances, especially in cup games early in the season. Um, but last season, unfortunately, I just wasn't impressed with the performance he put in. So it wouldn't, I wouldn't be bothered to lose him. Let's put it that way. Although he's obviously a decent player that can still do a job in certain systems. It's just that I don't think that is the system that we're going for and the kind of player that McKenna's trying to target. As with Carl Edwards, I think that he is more suited to that kind of system that we are playing. And he does have some of the quick pace and skillful attributes that we're trying to use. Whether he was not fully fit at the back end of last season, I'm not 100% sure. But as Bloomers was saying, like we really need to see something more from him and he will get chances. I think he'll play quite a lot pre-season actually because kind of need to decide well is this guy going to be good enough to play week in week out and if he's not then we definitely need more cover for those kind for that kind of position but when i saw him play he looked good but it's just that consistency isn't it so i think edwards has got a brighter future at ipswich than piggott does but that's not exactly saying much because I think it's pretty low bar for both of them, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, okay, then, boys. We're, we've got nearly to the perfect hour mark. So we're going to do a few more questions. Um, and I'm going to go just to one of you for each one of them. Um, I'm going to start off with good old Sweet Welsh Prince Harvey Davis, who's done a bit of a hot take. Corian Darbo will end up playing 25 to 30 games next season. Possibility or unrealistic? Who wants to take this one, then, boys? Oh, don't all shout at once. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give it a go then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's got a hell of a chance this season to break in. If, if he has a really good pre-season, I think he can upset one of the back three, possibly. But if he gets in, he has to then stay and take his chance. But I think it's assumed Baggett will go out on loan for at least half a season just to develop him a bit more. I'm really pleased he's staying on. But Ndaba, not going to go out on loan again. So it's really his chance now. He has to... I think he'll get past Burgess, to be honest, in the pecking order, I think. Burgess would be more at risk. So, yeah, really good chance for Ndaba. 25 might be a stretch for me, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do because judging by what he did at Salford and, you know, some of the goal, he's got a goal in them as well. So I think he could be quite a good asset for us going forward. So, yeah, watch his space and see what he does. Indeed, and he also, um, I don't know if you saw on the club channel, he did like a, you know, there's a video of him showing his muscles yeah. off. He's, he's a big boy. Um, so playing League One football, I'm sure he's excited. I'm sure he'll be a main fixture in the cup games as well. And hopefully we'll have a cup run this year, boys. You know, in the Carabao Cup, we're also in the um, FA Cup, of course, Pizza Trophy. So hopefully he'll play a lot of those. And then, you know, you never know, he may feature regularly in League One. We shall see. Um, okay, then. Next question. And James Bloomers, it's up to you which one you want to fight over. The first one is from is from Joey Sadler. He's basically said, who is more important to ITFC? Is it Burns or Morsey? Who wants to take this one? I'll take James. it if you want, Bloomers, yep. or unless you want to do it. Well, I'll, I'll say my opinion and then let you speak more. Um, right now... With our lack of attacking options, still kind of, I know it's on a double, probably say Burns. If we sign another striker, or everyone's happy with who we sign, it probably flips for me to Morsey. That's there you go. <laughs> I'll let James riff off that opinion. I was going to say the exact opposite, actually. I think Morsey is far more important to our club than Burns is. Uh, I think he is. He came in and started to drive the culture and the standards uh, when there was a lacking of that before the new manager came in. And I feel like he's a real real role model at the club. Um, not like 
role model as well as just being a really good player as well. So I think the work that he does off the pitch really is in addition and really improves other players as well because of the standards that he drives. I think Wes Burns is incredible. Like I think he's he's had an exceptional season, but I wouldn't be surprised if, as you were saying earlier, Bloomers, uh, like a classic League One player, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not as good this season as, and he has like a more indifferent season. Whereas I think Morsey will will have that consistency which he had last season and continue to like drive the standards which you need in a captain. I'm not calling more I'm not calling Morsey a clogger, but what I would say is that I reckon if you wanted someone that with a skill set of Morsey, not as good um, like as good as the better weather, if you want to replace him with what he his skill set and what he seems to bring on the pitch right now, I think you'd have an easier job of replacing him than you would someone who's bringing the assists and goals and, and work rate and acceleration down the wing that Burns did last season. Yeah, I get, I'm kind of undermining the, what I said about, you know, it can change in season two or whatever. I just feel like, like look at Janina. I know it's different horses for courses, but like to get that output in the third division is a lot harder than what people think. And the fact that he did so well on a debut season in a team that was wildly inconsistent and had inconsistent strikers is bloody impressive. And it caught me by surprise at how quickly he became a talisman for the team. So that's kind of why I'm saying it. But then his burden will be eased if we sign someone who could put the bloody ball in the net. I suppose. Yeah, that's the goal. Um, and the final question, Bloomers, is from good old Daniel Hart. Um, Hartful Dadger. Uh, Dodger, sorry. Dadger. What am I talking about? What am I reading? I'm sorry, Daniel. But um, good question, though. Um, and it is about pre-season, which segues nicely to the end of the podcast. Uh, which player is going to benefit the most from a, from a McKenna pre-season? What do you reckon? Who, who do you reckon it will be? It's a good question. Um, I reckon the player that will benefit the most will be a player that has been signed this summer. A lot of the players that came in over last summer... Obviously, McKenna wasn't the manager that brought him in. Or if he did, they had a very short period of time. McKenna will have worked with our backroom staff to identify targets. So these will be players that McKenna has had eyes on and has had, you know, a total say ring into the club. So therefore, you would imagine that he will be the man to get the most out of them. If he's doing his job correctly, he will do. So if we see one of these players really take off and, and have a, a good start to the season you'd imagine it would be because of what McKenna's doing in training and on a one-to-one basis with the player in question. So I realise that's not a name, but I hope you can see the, the theory behind what I'm saying there. I've, I've got a name. Uh, if he's fit, and I'm not sure if he is yet, but Caden Jackson, I think he'll really benefit under a McKenna preseason if he's fully fit. And the reason for that is... Yeah, he rates him highly and he came in for a few games before he got injured. And so that just basically shoved in everybody's thought process that he's going to be one of the main strikers. But, you know, he was pretty much an outcast at Ipswich Town for most of last season. Um, not not due to his... Well, I, I don't know what went on there, but basically he wasn't getting played. So he rates him if he's fit. He's, he's going to get him back up to fitness. He's going to teach him to lead the line on his own, basically. And hopefully that will turn him into the striker that we hope he can be for us. I want to quickly bring you in, Tom, quickly, just to discuss more about this. Because, yeah, you know, their boys are back in preseason today. They've got the first preseason game of Saturday. And there's going to be a few, like Sam Morsey, Christian Walton, George Emerson, Connor Chaplin. They didn't really have a pre-season last year because they signed when the season was going on. Definitely Walton and Morsey, they signed on deadline day. So they're going to benefit a lot being at the club pre-season full out with McKenna. Yeah, completely agree. I think there's a lot of players there who probably got caught up in all the madness of the 19 signings. So they'll benefit from a set of pre-season as well as those more senior names that you just touched on as well. So I think it'll be really important for them, but also for some of the younger players who maybe were out on loan or just around the fringes of the team who weren't really training with the first team as well. So maybe looking at Humphreys, who probably only just came in at the latter end of Cook's tenure and at the start of McKenna's in the background. And I think Indaba would be one of mine, again, who could really benefit from a pre-season under McKenna, get used to the shape that he wants, but probably Salford didn't 
implement as much. So yeah, I think the whole team are going to really benefit from it. And yeah, I just can't wait to see who comes in. I don't think we're going to sign many more players. It'll be a few out the door just to trim that squad down a bit. But yeah, I think, yeah, pre-season under McKenna, then we'll probably see how much of a quality coach he is. I think so too. All right then, boys. It's been a fantastic podcast. Uh, always a standard. Any other business you want to add, Tom? Great debut, my friend. Any other things you want to mention? That's all good. Let's get to fixture release day on Thursday. That's That means more to me than the kit release. That's that's yeah. what I look for. I start planning my year out. So, yeah, roll on that. And, yeah, nice home game to start off with, hopefully. Oh, definitely in the sunshine. Um, James, over to you, my friend. Any other business you want to add? Um, yeah, it's been great again. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see Ed Sheeran next week uh, in London. So the, this kit will be the last time it gets, uh, let's say, competitive wearing until the new one arrives. So, um, yeah, I will be wearing it to Wembley, uh, supporting, supporting local boy Ed. I know people, some people don't like him, so some people actively dislike him, but he does a lot. He, he does a lot financially for the club. So, you know, he can't hate him that much. He gives us great exposure as well. So... I like him and I'm going to go see him next week. So looking forward to that. No comment. Um, Bloomers, over to you. Um, and you're going to announce your middle name to us all because I don't think we're <laughs> going to be able to guess. Um, and it's your birthday this week. Um, hope you have a good one. Any other business, my friend? Thank you for that. No, I'll say my middle name at the end. Um, yeah, birthday Thursday. So uh, drinks, I'm sure, at some point with some people this week. Uh, a big uh, five-a-side playoff semi-final on Wednesday. So got to prepare for that. And uh, a nice dinner on Friday from my uh, wonderful partner to look forward to. Uh, I haven't been on the pod all, all month and I probably won't be for the rest of the month. So just quickly, uh, June, if you didn't know, is Pride Month. So if you're celebrating that or uh, any member of the LGBTQ community or, or an ally, then then continue to celebrate that and, and have a good one. And just finally, my middle name, I can't believe you haven't said it. And also the boxer, I can't believe you didn't get it. My middle name is Joe. Oh, we said Joseph. No, you, you didn't. Know. No, you didn't. Because <laughs> I'd have given it you. Oh, no, I said, oh, yeah, Joshua. Oh, I said Joshua, didn't I? Joe oh, Kawasaki's yeah. the boxer, by the way. Joe, yeah, oh. Joe Kawasaki. Oh, we lost our boys. Oh, oh, well. Um, there we go. We know, we now know Bloomers' full name. There we go. <laughs> Fun fact. Well, hang on, what does the A stand for, James? Oh, that's for another pod. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> find out more next week on james's (laughs) middle name we shall see um there we go then boys oh oh, wow tom you've got n there is that your middle name as well is it n t oh no (laughs) that's next time as well um but thanks again um tom james and bloomers for joining me for an edition on the fan social hope everybody's enjoyed get ready for the new fixtures that come out the third summer signing is here greg lee and uh, we're back in pre-season with uh, Needham Market this Saturday. If you're there, say hello and um, bring on the rest of the summer. Let's go. And we're back for many more pods, videos throughout the summer. So stay tuned. Bye for now. And before I go, actually, of course, we are proudly supported and sponsored by Manscaped. Use the code KOA to get 20% off and free delivery um, at checkout. Um, everything Manscaped. Your balls are thank you and all that sort of stuff. And it's now goodbye from me. Enjoy your rest of your week. Bloomers, happy birthday, my friend. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. More great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
Classroom Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.